Praise the Lord and welcome to our weekly podcast, The Elephant in the Room with Bishop Michael Bellamy. Our podcast will cover various topics that are often overlooked, misunderstood, or even controversial from a biblical perspective. We're blessed to have a team of wonderful producers that want to make each episode something that will be enjoyable and informative. Our producers have put together great episodes that will cover a wide range of topics that most people, especially Christian believers, face each day. During today's episode, we will discuss the topic of walking worthy of our calling. Today's podcast was produced by Oda Maurice and Lady Satoya Clanton. It was edited by Lady Clanton and Sister Tynika Harris Coronado. I'll be back with today's episode. In our roundtable episode on July 9th titled, I Am My Brother's Keeper, we discussed what responsibilities and what accountability believers have toward one another. We reference the well-known story of Cain and Abel in Genesis 4, and the words Cain uttered to God when asked about Abel's whereabouts in verse 9. I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? Friends, are we really responsible for others? Are we accountable for the actions of others? Are we considered snitches? for informing our spiritual leaders of the potentially sinful actions of our Christian brothers and sisters. In thinking about these questions, we run into the dilemma of what constitutes sin. Romans chapter 14, verses 12 through 13, and I'll read it in the New King James Version. It reads, So then each of us shall give account of himself, to God. Therefore, let us not judge one another anymore, but rather resolve this, not to put a stumbling block or a cause to fall in our brother's way. As we stated in the episode, accountability and responsibility are important in the kingdom of God and the church of Jesus Christ. Each of us is responsible for obeying God's word, and God will hold us accountable if we do not show love for fellow believers. The question we come to, or the elephant in the room is, can we live an honorable life that is deemed worthy before God while also holding each other accountable without becoming a stumbling block to them? There is unlimited liberty and freedom in Christ that awaits us if we maintain alignment with God's word and will for our lives. Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 1, I'll read it from the King James Version. It says, I, therefore the prison of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. What exactly does Paul mean here? What does it mean to walk worthy of our calling? Let's break the phrase down a bit more 
to get a better understanding. To walk means to proceed through, over, or up on at a moderate pace on foot. To be worthy means having adequate or great merit, character, or value, or of commendable excellence or merit deserving. A calling is a vocation, profession, or trade, or a strong impulse or inclination. In a spiritual context, as defined by AV1611.com, to walk means to live and act or behave, to pursue a particular course in life. As God's children, we have been called out and chosen to follow his standard of holiness, which is a life free and separated from sin. In Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 7, the King James Version reads like this. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now, let's focus on verse 4, which says, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. In this scripture, the word shows us clearly how God's expectations for us is to live separated from sin once we have been renewed in Christ. We're supposed to model our everyday lives after Jesus, demonstrating the love of God toward others while helping one another to receive the promise of eternal life. When we model our living after Jesus' example of sanctification and honor, we show ourselves worthy of the purposes God has placed in our lives. Now, you may be wondering, how can I walk worthy of that calling that God has on, on my life? Christian walk is admittedly challenging at times, but the difficulty comes when we don't allow God's will to rule in our hearts. In their article titled, Seven Practical Steps to Walk Worthy of Your Calling, the writers at Hebrews 12, Endurance, give us tools to use that would help us begin the process 
of taking up the role that God has created you to inhabit. Step one, understanding the phrase walk worthy. Colossians chapter 1 verse 10 reads that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. I really want to place great emphasis on the last part of that verse because I've been spending a lot of time emphasizing to God's people how important knowledge is. So the Apostle Paul said, and increasing in the knowledge of God. First Thessalonians chapter two, verse 12 reads that ye may walk worthy of God who have called you into his kingdom and glory. In both of these scriptures, Paul describes what it looks like to walk worthy. There are times where we may not feel like we deserve what the Lord has given us, salvation through Christ. But in our lowliness, we can still honor God's choice in us and fulfill his purposes and assignments he's given us. A friend, I must pause here and tell you, I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit in this studio now. Just talking about this, I feel the presence of the Lord. Sometimes this may cause us to separate from the things and people that we hold close, such as our families, loved ones, and friends. Let's look at it in the word in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all of the families of the earth be blessed. Again, God told the Corinthian church to stop mixing with unbelievers. We need to get this. We need to hear this. We need to understand this. We need to apply this to our daily walk. Stop mixing with unbelievers. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, Paul wrote, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? Later in verse 17, he wrote, Wherefore come out from among them, and be ye separate, sept the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. As a new believer, we can again refer to Paul's teaching, which shows that walking worthy stops, starts with renewing our minds and everyday actions. I'm going to repeat that. 
we can again refer to Paul's teaching, which shows that walking worthy starts with renewing our minds and everyday actions. In Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, it reads as follows, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God have dealt to every man the measure of faith. In reading this scripture, we see that walking worthy is a choice that must be actively made and follow through on every day. We can't simply make a decision one day and expect that decision to carry us to glory. But we must put actions with our faith and choice to follow God's will. Let's look at step two. How lowliness helps you to walk worthy. The scriptures in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 Verses 26 through 29 reads as follows. For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God have chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God have chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty and the base things of the world, and things which are despised have God chosen, yea, and things which are not, to bring to naught things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. In walking worthy, we can't make the mistake of thinking that we are any better than others who have not made the decision to turn to God and be saved. As we walk in our purposes and callings, we must maintain a state of humility before God. Remembering at the end of the day, we are but dust and susceptible to fear. The word of God tells us in Luke chapter 14, verse 11, For whosoever exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. To go higher in God, we must first get low. Step number three, how gentleness helps you to walk worthy. In Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 23, list the nine fruits of the Spirit, with gentleness being one. 
in verse 22. To be gentle means to be kindly, amiable, not severe, rough or violent, or moderate. When one possesses the quality of gentleness, they demonstrate kindness, tenderness, and mild-mannered behavior toward others. When we review the life of Jesus Christ gave us during his ministry, we find a perfect example of how to show love and compassion to others, especially those who are in a fallen state or weakened state. Jesus showed us how to respond with gentleness in the face of persecutions, trials, and tribulations. In a harsh world full of people who are singularly focused, it's hard to model this life of kindness and peacefulness. But with the power of the Comforter or the Holy Spirit, we are able to be the hands and the feet of Jesus, drawing our fallen and weakened brothers and sisters to God. This is Bishop Michael Bellamy. I hope you enjoy our podcast and subscribe to our Facebook page. You will find our weekly 30-minute podcast on many of your favorite platforms. Would you please tell your family and friends to listen in as well? We would also love to hear from you. Feel free to connect with us on Facebook and via email at theelephant.com. 2022 at gmail.com. Now, friends, let's look at step four, how perseverance helps you to walk worthy. We must endeavor to seek after God and his will and fight to get back into alignment with his will when we find that we have strayed away in the article The authors explain, a person who perseveres is one who remains constant, faithfully doing the things she needs to do regardless of what people think, say, or do. In Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 through 14, Paul gave an account of his own walk, letting us know that it is not an easy walk. But we must endure despite the challenges we face. He wrote, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. But this one thing, this one thing, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. But this one thing I do. What do you do, Paul? Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press. I press for the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. When we put it in our minds to serve God and obey his word, we can take the same stand as Joshua did 
recorded in Joshua chapter 24, verses 14 through 15. Here he stood before the people and said boldly, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your father served, which were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Step five. How love helps you to walk worthy. God's love helps us to treat others the way he envisioned. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 through 8, I'll read from the New International Version. Paul wrote the following. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Here's what I love. Love never fails. I love that. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. Several other scriptures give us guidance on how love helps us to walk worthy. John chapter 13 verse 35 reads, By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if you have love one to another. Romans chapter 13 verse 10 says, Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Galatians chapter 5, verse 14. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. When we love others the way God wants us to, we embody the essence of his grace and mercy toward us. Now let's take a look at step number six, how unity helps us to walk worthy. The word unity means the state of being one. Oneness of mind, feelings, or actions as among a number of persons, or concord, harmony, or agreement. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 3 to 6, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in 
one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Galatians chapter 5 verse 15 reads, But if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. When the body of Christ isn't unified, we see division, discord, bitterness, and hate growing to great proportions. However, in Romans chapter 12, verses 16 through 18, the word says, Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Step number seven. How peace helps you to walk worthy. Fear can manifest itself in many ways, including through worry, st stress, anxiety, frustration, despair. But the word tells us, for God have not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. That's in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse number 7. When we operate from a place of fear, we become like a deer in headlights, tossed between fight or flight. In this state, we're not able to be used by God to carry out his will. This is especially true when we focus on the words and actions of people around us who aren't invested in us, maintaining our salvation and fulfilling our assignments. Sometimes we fall into the trap of replacing God's peace and safety with the things that grip us in fear and hold us hostage to the lies and tricks of the enemy, which taints our walk as we are pulled away from the Father. In these instances, we need to remember the scripture in Matthew Chapter 10, verse 28, which says, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. We can find God's peace each day by going before the throne of God by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving to let our requests be made known to God. When we surrender to God's mercy, we can obtain the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, that will keep our hearts and minds through in Jesus Christ. At the beginning of the episode, we defined the words, walk, worthy, and calling, and explained how we can demonstrate the meanings of the phrase 
walking worthy of our calling through embodying the will of God through the actions of Christ. When we mark the perfect man, Jesus Christ, and his example of sanctification and honor, when we show ourselves worthy of the purposes God has placed in our lives, when we live according to the word, which gives us rich instruction on how to live holy and worthy of God's approval, we're also able to help those who may be struggling on their walk to come into alignment with God's standard of righteous living. Friends, it's a daunting thing to be held accountable for the lives we live and also be responsible for our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. But we can turn to two scriptures for reassurance. Isaiah chapter 26, verse number 3. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. And St. John chapter 14, verse number 27, the words of Jesus. Oh, I cannot think of better words to close today's episode with than these words in the gospel according to John chapter 14, verse number 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. God has graced each one of us for something greater. Will you answer the call? Well, friends, that's all the time we have for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Today, as much as I have, which was produced by Elder Maurice and Lady Satoya Clanton, we would love to hear from you. Feel free to connect with us on Facebook and via email at theelephant2022 at gmail.com. Be safe, stay healthy, God bless.